Hey there, and welcome back into the Pickle Jar. This is your host, Jill, and thank you so much again for joining me for another episode. Now, in the last few months, I've been pretty quiet on the podcast in regards to my personal journey, and I'm going to have some episodes coming up with that um, in the next, you know, very short term, um, and I'm going to get into a little bit more details of what's kind of been going on with me emotionally. It's been something that I've been kind of struggling with, whether or not I wanted to share it on the podcast, and I've decided that is very important for me to share what I've been going through with you um, because that's kind of the purpose of this podcast. It's uh, the purpose of this podcast and the reason why I started it is because I wanted to share my journey and the response has been overwhelming and I hear it from you guys every week. I get wonderful emails from everyone saying, you know, how much they appreciate me being vulnerable and sharing my journey and how much you can relate to it. So I know what I'm going to share in upcoming episodes is going to be meaningful to somebody. And I hope, um, I know somebody's going to be able to connect with it. And I hope it helps you along your journey. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, um, this, this episode here, I'm going to kind of touch base medically on some things that I've been doing with my adrenal insufficiency in the last few months that I've started um, that I feel has really helped um, help me progress with my quality of life. And I know that's what so many of you are striving for. We're all striving for quality of life. And if you haven't yet, if you haven't listened to Scott's episode yet, episode, I think it's 114, um, that we just put up yesterday, I want you to go back and listen to it because that is such an inspirational story because Scott has been living, he's 50 years old now and he's been living with Addison's disease since he was four. And he will admit he's had ups and downs and he's kind of, you know, always learning and always remembering this illness. But so many great takeaways from that episode. I really, really encourage you to, um, to listen to it or watch it on YouTube, whatever you choose to do, please, you know, share share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Um, another thing I wanted to mention too, before I got get a little bit more deeper into this episode is that I have set up a GoFundMe account for the Pickle Jar podcast. So um, if you are able to in any way to contribute, um, you want to kind of, you know, kind of support me in this podcast, it would be greatly appreciated because it does take a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort and it's truly my heart. Um, but I like to put if you want to if you want to buy this she greatly appreciate it so you can do that um you know I, I'm just I'll put it in the show notes and I will leave yeah, it. Yeah, let's let's go to the episode and I want to share with you something that I remember with my family physician and and again this podcast was started because sharing is so powerful we have we are so lucky to have the power of social media that we can connect. You know, we live with a rare illness and we are separated by, you know, distance. We are separated by a medical community that is just, you know, ignorant to what we deal with. And it's, and it's really, I think for a lot of it, it's just because they don't know. Okay. It's still a learning curve and people are just starting to find their voices. And one of our voices is this podcast. And it's not meant for medical advice. The reason why I started it, it was for the sharing. So we can share our experiences. My hope for you is that you take away something. Every time, just a little bit of something. You take that small step. We take that small step together. And we start opening up conversations with our medical team, with our family, with our friends. Wherever we need to do that, we start opening those conversations and we start making change. And this podcast has been 
so powerful for me because it's reminded me of the steps that I need to keep taking. It's those small little reminders, those little love nudges that you guys are giving me. And I so appreciate it. You know, the last couple episodes with Candace and Scott, I've gotten that that fire back, what I've been needing in the last few months. And, you know, it's really helped me refocus. And I am so grateful for that. Um, and then there was an episode. Um, it was a while ago. It was episode 85. It was Laura's episode um, that, and again, I encourage you to go to a back and, and listen to all these stories. But Laura's episode was titled, Laura's Tackles um, Takes Control with Her Mindset and Her Faith. An amazing episode because she was newly diagnosed and she already has such power, empowerment over her illness and an amazing mindset. And I truly believe when you have an illness that deals with stress, we need to really focus on our, our mindset. And when we can do that, that's where a lot of the magic for us can happen. That's where we regain our power. That's where we, we regain our strength and we can um, improve our quality of life. And I know that's what you want to do. But in Laura's episode, she reminded me of Years ago, about six, seven years ago, um, one summer, I asked my family doctor if I could go for IV treatments. And he had set it up that a nurse came to the house. Uh, we did it a few times. The nurse came to the house, had an IV pole at home. They would hook me up and I would get electrolytes at home to help balance me out in the heat and the humidity here in Canada in the summer. It, it, I remember vaguely it, it helping me, but it was kind of an extreme situation at the time because we were kind of in in the dead heat of summer. So, um, and Laura's episode, she mentioned doing that, um, as part of her treatment. And I thought, wow, you know, I need to revisit that. I need to reopen up that conversation with my doctor. So, you know, I did that back in March and, and I'm so blessed that I have such a smart, well-educated family physician who not only is brilliant, um, he also listens to me and, he, when I make a suggestion, he, he really listens and he takes it into consideration and he knows I work hard at my illness. He, he knows I work hard at my lifestyle and he knows, um, he, he has, we have mutual respect for each other and I'm very grateful for that. So when I revisited the, you know, the idea of this, he's like, yeah, sure. You know what? Let's do that. So, so what we've done, um, I've gone probably for maybe five, six treatments. So what we did, we started with um, bi-weekly, he wanted to start with bi-weekly treatments of, we're doing ringers lactate solution. So every, so we started with that. We started, I think with 500 milliliters, um, of solution. And I go to a community clinic here. He sent the orders in. So it's all medically supervised. He sent the, the, the orders through to the community care center. I go once a week, the nurses put the IV in, they hook me up to the ringers lactate solution. And I go off home, I have a little backpack, it's, it's in my hand. And um, I let, you know, the fluids run over the course of the time that it's set up for. And then I'm comfortable enough, I actually remove it my, myself. It's like easy. It's so easy. I just pull it out straight, put some pressure on, slap a bandaid on and go. But first, let me tell you the research I've done on Ringer's lactate solution, and kind of what it is and how it differs from normal saline solution. So what Google has told me, and now read, keep um, and I, I try to Google research as best as I can. Um, what Google says is that the difference between normal saline and Ringer's lactate is Ringer's lactate has less likelihood as 
of increasing your potassium levels. Okay. So it's a little bit more of the sodium levels, um, which is obviously very important because we don't want to have a, a spike in our potassium mm -hmm. levels. And we all know that sodium and potassium, they work together with those cells and that electricity in our cells. So I have some episodes on that. Go back, re-listen to those, the electricity, um, the sodium and potassium plays in those cells. Start educating yourself on your illness and how these mechanisms work in your body. And for me, the way my brain works, it's essential for me in my management of my illness. I need to know the technical stuff behind things and I need to learn so that I can understand why something and in his opinion um he told me he felt it was going to I really feel if we feel different, we need to really listen to that. So, and as with anything that we when you Google it, it comes up with some medical conditions, some medications, um, and there's always a risk with the electrolytes of um, hydration. So we got to be careful with that. So that was one of the things when I started, you know, the nurses were very cautious. You know, if you start to have um, tightness in your chest or anything like that, because I was going home. Um, I was going home to let this run. So if for some reason, you know, something really strange happens, I'm that 0.5% or whatever it is. Um, that I, you know, I get overhydrated for some reason, um, because my body's not perfectly regulated. I needed to know to go to the hospital to say that I was probably going into a very serious condition. So, um, so it started these treatments. I go, so again, I started, uh, bi-weekly and, um, and you know, things were great. Like I noticed, I noticed I was very sleepy after the first week. I, I don't know. And they told me that's very common. They've had people in the past say that to them. Um, I actually napped on the weekends um, afterwards. I, I was getting it on a Friday. So I'd actually nap on the weekends. Um, and I didn't know if it was just my body was in a happier zone that it felt comfortable having naps because I never nap um, or what it was, but that it is what it was. So once I did a few treatments, um, we progress to weekly treatments. So now I'm getting 700 milliliters a week. I go on Mondays now. So I try to keep it the same day and I've actually gone back to working outside of the home, which is part of the episodes that are going to be coming. I'm very excited to tell you about that and to share that with you. So, but I will save that for them. But this is part of my, the tools that I'm using to make sure that I can get out of the house and I can do these things and I can stay healthy and I can avoid a crisis. So I go every Monday on my day off, I get my treatment. So now we're up to 700 milliliters and it runs over the course of five hours. So it's just a nice steady flow. And that's from my understanding gonna help prevent the risk of overhydration. Um, so again, the nurse puts it in, I come home, I remove it. The, you know, the IV bags, I go out and I do my banking, I do the cooking, I do everything that I normally would do. I've even, I've even cut the grass with it. So, um, so why did I start it? I started it and I went back to this because after listening to Laura's episode, 
And just, I remember this, this is a tool that I can try. I know it's not going to hurt me. It's medically supervised, that it was something safe that I could try to see if it could help with my quality of life. Because I know if I can just help a little bit in how I feel, if I feel better, then I know I'm farther away from having a crisis. I'm farther away from death. My body's functioning better. There's something positive going on in my body. And with this disease, with this illness, I think that is so important. If we can feel our quality of life improving, our disease management is improving. And I don't want to have more problems as I age. I'm coming up to 50 in a few years. And you know what? I, I don't want to have to deal with any more medical conditions than what I need to. So I need to really take care of my body. Um, so I do believe I am chronically dehydrated. And, um, and again, that's because of the illness. We can't regulate that sodium and potassium. I am not in homeostasis. I've often described to people, you know, how you feel when you're hungover or when, you know, you've had the flu and you're recovering and you've had diarrhea and you've been throwing up and all these things have been going on with your body. Um, this is how often, if I don't take care of my body, this is how I feel. I have that drain, that drain death look. I feel like a zombie. Uh, my daughter actually uh, <laughs> described it a few weeks ago as, you know, she's like, mom, it's like you're an entity. You know, you just kind of float through the house when you're low cortisol and you're not feeling well. And it's like you exist, but you don't exist. And in some ways, that's, that's how I feel. Um, I'm kind of present, but I'm not conscious kind of thing. So, um, and yes, and I want to improve my quality of life. I want to prevent a crisis. And again, if I, if I know if I, I can maintain my body as best as I can, and this is a tool that I can use, it's, it's going to keep me out of those moments. And that's exactly what I want. This is when I really started to feel the difference. Um, because I, I find after about, for about three days after the treatment. So if I get it, so today, you know, for about a good three days afterwards, I, I just feel different. I just feel like and that's really really important i tend to have more energy my appetite decreases and i i think i'm learning now and i'm 12 years into this illness that i think a lot of my food cravings and the reason why i eat it's it's more because of the sodium so i know a lot of you have tools of and i have to get a little bit better at this with electrolytes and salt tablets and um you know drinking mm. broth, different things like that i need to be a little bit more consistent with that and i think that's going to um, so I have a decrease in appetite. Um, I you know, my strength. I usually find like midday. I call it the It's just so weak. My legs feel so heavy. There's just no no life left in them. I think a lot of that was dehydration and not being able to regulate my sodium properly. And again, with this illness, we're all going to be different in our diets and the the climate that we live in. It's going to have a big factor. Um, the way we sweat, there's, there's so many different factors that are going on. That's why we need to listen to our bodies. So I find usually about two, three in the afternoon, I just get very sluggish. And the days after I've had the electrolyte treatment, that seems to have disappeared. And I can climb stairs like I do first thing in the morning. And like I said, I just feel more, I feel more human. And that's really, really important. So um, I did a little bit of to go for this treatment and for you know the let's say three days afterwards i i feel better um that's um okay that's absolutely i would take 
Um, I'm very grateful to the last couple episodes, like I said, with Candace and Scott, because they've really helped my mindset. And that's what's going to come in the episodes coming up. Um, I'm going to share with you what I've been going through in the last few months. I was losing all hope. And, um, and there's very few places in this world where I feel safe. And this podcast is one of those places. And it's where, you know, it's just me in my basement. I got my hoodie on, you know, my hair's kind of a mess if you're watching this on, on uh, YouTube. Um, you know, I know I can speak to you guys. I know you guys understand me. I have no fear. I have, I'm just me. And I have very, very few places in this world where I can be me. And here I am me. And I am so grateful for this podcast. And I'm kicking myself for not <laughs> doing episodes in the last few months because you guys are my therapy. You guys are my family. And, um, but it was something I had to go through to get here, I think. And I do believe life is a journey. And when we start taking lessons from what we're going through, we can, we can step forward with them. And my illness is part of my journey. It's part of my lessons. And I'm going to use those lessons and, and my story to better my life. And I hope it betters, you know, the lives of my children because they're more empathetic people. And even though sometimes I feel I have the guilt and all those things that go along with a chronic illness and them doing a mom as well. Um, but I also see what it's given to them and given to us. So well, from this episode, what I hope I wanted to give you a little update of what I'm doing and kind of give you a little preview of some of the episodes that are coming up. I want to encourage you to go back and listen to Scott's and Candace's recent episodes, such important episodes, and just, you know, set those small goals for yourself. Um, have a look at what's going, spend some quiet time with yourself, sit out in the sun, find what feels good. It's okay to feel good. And again, I think with chronic illness, sometimes we get so used to not feeling good and kind of thinking, you know, this is just the way life is going to be, that when we start to feel good and we start to feel kind of normal again, sometimes there's guilt with that. I know when my husband died and I started, I started to live again, like the guilt that I carried, like I kept saying to myself, you know, how can I, how can I smile and laugh again and live when you can't? And there's a lot of guilt that goes with that. But when I realized that that was normal and that it's okay, it's okay to be happy. Be. it's okay to it's okay to figure out this illness that's what we want to do we want to maneuver it we want to be empowered in the proper ways in our lives and and we can do this but we do it at the start of the yellow brick road so um thank you for being on my yellow brick road thank you for being you know i've gotten i've found some wicked riches and, and pushed them out of my lives and and um and when i did that you know all of you guys came into it and i am so very grateful so um, thank you for listening to me. Thank you for being my therapy. Thank you for being my friend. I so appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to bringing you, um, my upcoming episodes and sharing more with you. So, 
Um, so yes, please, please make sure more important is that you share this that you subscribe to this and that, and if I'd be forever grateful if you went to um, my YouTube channel, if you want to check out some of the videos there too, subscribe, share, whatever you can do to get the word out about this podcast. It truly, it's making a difference for so many people and it's made such a difference for me. So thank you so much for being part of my world. And mm -hmm. Thank you.